good morning for those of you who joined from india and a good night actually for those of you who joined from us let me start off with a prayer shuklam bhagavad kamishnam shivarnam chaturbhujam prasanna vadanandyaye sarva vigno prashante sarva mangala mangalye shive sarvardha sadike sharanye trembake devi narayana mustate All right the ironies of ironies is that this morning happens to be a sunday morning in in india and my mind goes back to the sundays many many years ago last 40 45 years and the picture that i'm sharing would be my mother and that would be me my two brothers struggling to dragus to the church uh and she had to be there by 9:30 so we all had to cooperate that would be one sunday probably that would be the sundays uh and that was the church that we would be trying to go to and i'm thinking about many sundays like this a sunday where all three of us children are lying on the bed sick puking throwing up Uh, my mother is standing to us and there are people coming and looking through the windows and just going off another sunday would be where the church meeting is over and a lady is waiting for me to talk to her she's waiting to have some kind of a personal work she happens to be my sunday school teacher she wants to know what are all the sins i have done in the past week that would be another sunday from days ago and another sunday would be where i had to take an exam i was studying for this exam but that was a sunday i had to be in church and i'm nervous i had to go and take an exam if i didn't take that exam i'm going to lose one full academic year but there was no way i could take an exam on a sunday not with with a dad as a preacher so that would be another sunday and another sunday evening would be where my mother is lying motionless she's sick and she's fainted and i don't even know what's happening it's almost 9:30 in the night i'm running up and down and my neighbor happens to be a doctor so in desperation i run to find my the doctor is what to do my two younger brothers are sleeping this was be another sunday i'm a new bride i just got married i'm in my parents in laws and i'm just walking up and down and my husband is asking me what happened what are you nervous for i said oh i need to go to church this is a sunday morning he said yeah there's a church down the street let's go there i'm saying no 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 this is not the church i had to go to my church he's like what do you mean your church yeah there is my church and i had to go there that would be another sunday and fast forward this is just 5 years ago it's another sunday where my mother just had a knee surgery she's immobile she's lying on the bed and my two sons one is uh, 10 years old the other one is 6 years old or maybe even younger and it's 12:30 in the night and i had a morning i have a morning flight to take to go to coimbatore to see my parents in law and i'm just um, my son is asking oh what do we do amma is not well and uh, who's going to take care of us if we leave Uh, i said uh, and that would be another sunday what is striking in all of these sundays is that in all of these instances that i 
talked about, my father is missing in the scene. My father, who took to Christianity and who was the reason why we were into this Christian uh, fold, is the one who's missing in action on all of these Sundays. And from there, I got to, let me share. This is a Sunday, again, this happens to be in 2018, just two years ago. And this is the next Sunday. This was just four months ago. And now let me start my story as to how I got away from those Sundays that I described to these Sundays where you see me completely differently. And it's not an easy story to share because it's my personal story, but this also has the story of my family, my friends that probably won't like to be talked about in a public forum. But the nature is my story is interconnected with the story of many that were part of my life, part of my journey. I apologize to those of you who are hearing me. And if I had to put you in bad light, it's not because I intentionally doing it. It's because as I tell the story of my life, since you have happened to be part of my life, your story comes out too. All right, so how did I, how did we get into this Christianity? Were we born Christians? I don't know. We know I was not born a Christian. And my father was the one who got converted to Christianity when he was um, an engineering student in Hyderabad. And I think he was, he was going through a personal crisis where one of his friends committed a suicide and he was desperate looking for answers and he walked into this church and that's how he got into this church. And we come from a very simple family. My grandparents are simple farm farmers in, um, in, in the northern part of uh, Andhra Pradesh, like uh, closer to Vijayawada and things like that. But um, my father was the first generation um, uh, engineer who came out to Hyderabad to study. So he was by himself in this big, in the big um, city. And obviously uh, he was lonely and he was going through a lot of stuff. And there, there is a recruiting method that these churches follow. They come in, um, to, the, to the hostels where they stay and like on the, in the evenings. And that's how they, he got recruited. And somehow my grandparents in the village heard about this. this they kind of came to know that my father is... Uh, I mean, it, something was amiss. And the village elders told him that, oh, if you go to the village, a lot of people will catch your son and they might um, get him married off to some city girl and uh, you will lose him forever. So uh, when he was in his third year, they, they, they decided uh, to conduct his marriage to the girl of their choice. So that's how they got married. So my mother got married into uh, this family and she... she she, I don't think she had any clue as to what she was getting into, but she's a, she's a woman. She, I mean, these, the, my parents were, uh, my mother was from a, a very simple family, but uh, very cultured. She comes from a very small family. And uh, since my father was still studying in the, in the college at the time, if, uh, even though she couldn't move to Hyderabad at the time, she moved into uh, my grandparents' house in this small village. 
and my mother comes from a very small family but my father's family is quite huge they have six brothers and so she just uh, got dumped into this family but i don't think she ever complained about being part of this family she really loved uh, the people uh, even though her husband was away and he was coming once in a while she still found a home in my parents in uh, in my grandparents house and uh, i think the uh, she learned a lot of stuff from the village and she had a lot of stories to tell when i was growing up and my grandparents were um, somewhat of a rich farmers at the point uh, when my my parents were married they had uh, upward of 20 acres of land and they had cattle they had cows and all, i mean it was a, a a higher middle class village family and uh, i was born in 1974 almost 3 years after their marriage and in 1975 is when my mother moved to hyderabad to, to stay with my uh, to join my dad and it's just not that she came with me because my father got this good job in hyderabad and um, my grandparents said take all your brothers there to to study with you uh, to 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 get some kind of an education so my mother <laughs> pretty much moved with her entire village so so my first memories of a family would be not just me my dad and my mother it would be just me my dad my brother my uncles my aunts like we had about 20 people in a house uh, that 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 that's the first memories of uh, what my family was and then um, after almost 5 years i had a younger brother and then one more so till about 5 till about uh, i was 6 years old or 7 years old we really didn't have i didn't have much memories of anything that is happening to the church we just got up in the uh, we had a very uh, indian kind of life uh, we we i mean we were very grounded in our culture in some sense we used to go to church my mother uh, sunday morning probably was the only time where we all like a big gang went to church it was just a, a social thing but my father was very involved in the church but my mother was too busy she she had this big family to feed and she had her uh, the my my parents uh, my father's brothers sisters and all those things so uh, so till about 7 8 years old the impact of the church was not much and my mother since she moved to uh, hyderabad even though she was going to church but she was not one of those neo converts where you kind of uh, get initiated you have to go pray and you have to do this you have to do that she did none of those things so she really didn't have any large uh, any solid background in christianity per se i mean i i can't even recollect seeing my mother reading a bible and everything in that church was almost like in english but we were very grounded in uh, in our cultural telugu so we didn't even know what they were saying half the time and um, and my father was my, my parents were so grounded in 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 indian culture that they actually put me in a telugu medium school when i when i first started school so it it was like two different worlds uh it, nothing 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 was common about what was happening in the church and what was happening in our house um i mean to just give you some examples uh, 
all of these people in the church were very fashionable people they all spoke english they all wore some western clothes and things like that but my mother would dress us as very conservatively and uh, it's uh, it, it is a situation where she never accustomed to this to this christian world and there was really not much pressure to accustom to the christian world but once uh, my my uncles and all moved out and we started coming back in just as five of us as family then the pressure started where we had to just get more close to the church we had to understand what is happening to the church we had to find the ways of the church and uh, we had to get used to the church and things like that and my voice with the church started then because my father uh, he was not he somehow got promoted not from just being a church goer but now he is he said that he had something called god's call so what it meant was that uh, he at some point he wanted to give up his secular job and become a full time um, preacher in a church so that's basically what he wanted to do so uh, that meant that he was very busy he was suddenly recruited to to become a big preacher so every sunday they would send him to a different place so that's how for all my growing years my my father was missing in action at home because he was busy building up a church in some other place and i knew that my my grandparents or my family was really not poor they were not poor people by any any stretch of imagination but my father had a way of praying he always uh, he whenever he started praying to this day he, he makes the same prayer oh god you saved us from this uh, wretched family you saved us from this um, like trying to just put down his family consistently is what he did and we really uh, didn't understand why my father i i i always because when we went to our village we were like little queens we had a, we had a cart we had this we had cattle we had a plenty but my father assumed a certain kind of um, narrative that he came from a very oppressed uh, background and he would pray that he came from an oppressed background but god somehow saved him and that's how he got this position and things like that so even at that small age i kind of saw the discrepancy of what he was wanting to kind of establish and what i was seeing as um, as as the reality of what our background was and of course this church was uh, slowly i started hearing stuff and there were like things Uh, i mean the jokes were always about uh, bashing up christian uh, hindus like these are people that worship idols and their hearts are like idols um making fun of brahmins their tufts and uh, making fun of the way they looked was like a normal thing it's like but somehow i i never um, i mean i could never relate to that i just i just went there because i had to go but i never really uh, connected to that part of the church so i i had a certain view of what the church was and i outside my church outside the church i knew what life was so there was always this conflict in me that something about what this church is making me believe is not true so i grew up but the thing was i could not talk much uh, to my mother because my mother herself was 
clueless about what this church was. And my father was too busy. He didn't have time uh, to initiate us into any church because he every, every day, every Sunday he was gone and every evening he had to go and recruit people from the, church, from the college hostels. So if I look back and think about it, all the Christianity, all the Christian stuff, even though he was the one who got converted and brought us to this church, all of the Christianity that I learned was what the Sunday school teachers were teaching or some preacher was teaching. And um, so it was really not an inquiry where I took the Bible and started reading and things like that. Um, but slowly, my grandparents, slowly I saw that the distance between my parents and my grandparents was slowly, uh, it was widening because my father would uh, uh, kind of, he was he's not a harsh man, but he would pick on them about um, not doing this, not doing that. If you had to go to their, their, their family functions like marriages and all. Uh, he would dictate what kind of uh, what what should be done. Uh, there should not be any kind of um, Hindu symbolisms. Uh, you should not put uh, rangoli or you should not put uh, thoranams like the mango leaves or the marigold um, uh, flowers, jasmines. So, so if he had to go it had to be to his liking and to his liking was every kind of uh, Hindu symbolism had to be gone. Um, and so my grandparents initially probably they, they resisted it and there were like elders, my father's older brothers, younger brothers. They, they, they There was a lot of friction because what he was trying to push them to while they didn't believe it was something that they were not comfortable with. But I think they really didn't have a choice because in some sense, he was in a position of power. He had this big job in Hyderabad. And he was a very, very generous man. Like uh, he we would have people from all backgrounds come home. Uh, so there is a, so they could not afford to antagonize him for two reasons, because he was he was genuinely helping them. And of course, he was in, in a position of power. Uh, so he used that power pretty much to kind of wield these people into getting used to coming to the church. And uh, he used to bring like people, the unemployed young boys from the village and uh, put them in. Uh, the, there used to be what is called as uh, ITI. I don't know if they still have in India. These are technical uh, two-year courses that, that you could do for a trade school and then you got a good job. So he, he slowly started building this um, group of people from, from the village that he was responsible for educating and put them in job. So when, this church, when we started, was very small and it, it was like, okay, my father had the biggest group of people that he brought to this church. So he was, he was, he was the blue-eyed boy of the church. He was the foot soldier. They called him the, the right-hand man of the church, of the pastor, because whatever the pastor wanted him to do, he would jump and do. If they said that you need to go and uh, this Sunday night you have to go and preach there, he would just, at the drop of a hat, he could just take a train and go. And so... He, he, his, his limelight in the church was he had he had a larger than life uh, image in the church, while my mother tried to kind of stay away. She just kept her distance. So the church kind of did not like to see that my mother was not 
too involved in the church. So at that time, the women in the church, they all used to go and uh, like every evening they were supposed to go and pray in the church. But my mother was too busy with this big family. So she didn't have time for this. So they kind of antagonized her from the beginning. So they said that, oh, um, my father's name is Barbara. Barbara, you have great zeal for God. But your wife, uh, she doesn't seem to have the right spirit. Uh, she's not she's not godly. And so somehow that friction was always there in my family where my father was seen as a very um, passionate, godly man, but a wife who's not cooperating, a wife who doesn't have what it takes uh, to take off for my father to become, become this big preacher. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, my... Uh, my uh, Even though there was a friction outside, at home, I didn't see a lot of friction because my father really could not pressurize my mother to do a lot of stuff because she was taking care of this huge family and her plate was full. So he could not antagonize my mother as much as uh, the church would have loved to. So in that sense, uh, we had an outside struggle, but inside the house, we were okay. Uh, so, but um, anytime that this church would have big elders, they, they, they lived in Madras and one of them was traveling internationally. So whenever these elders came, we were, we were taken as a family and my father would say, oh, I have God's call and I want to go to full-time ministry. And then my mother would sit next to them and she would be crying and she would say, oh, uh, I don't have faith for this. I, I cannot, I, I, I even though my husband is saying all these things, I, I don't have faith. Uh, I mean, that was the only thing she could say. Uh, that was the lingo that she had to use. So they would they would just uh, pray and say that, oh God, uh, this, I mean, they would literally pray on her, say, making it appear like she's a weakling and she needed to um, kind of step up and she's being a stumbling block in my father's way to take on this uh, big church pastorship and things like that. Um, so, but it just, even that didn't matter a, a lot because domestically my father was working. So, uh, whenever we went to church, there was a friction, but inside the house, we were okay. Uh, so, but, but every time some church elder came, we got this prominent position to go talk to them because my father had this God's call and he wants to go serve God full time. Finally, when I was in my 10th grade, probably that's when, uh, they finally said, yeah, you keep saying that you have God's call. So you need to come for training to to Chennai for a year or six months or whatever that is, uh, because we need to start training you to put you in a full-time ministry. I just finished my 10th exams and I was, I was, a, I was a, a pretty good student and I, I, I was on top of almost, I, I was first in school uh, because I, I studied pretty hard and uh, but my father, uh, that was a crucial time because after 10th grade, you needed to go to 11th grade and it was a college experience. But my father was gone. He's not there. And my mother, who really didn't do, didn't know much of how to do all these things, was stuck with three of us at home. And we were frequently falling ill. Um, and the church people would come and visit and say, see, your husband has gone for God's work and you always hindered him. And that's why God is punishing you. So while the while my mother is taking the burden of raising all three of us children uh, with a, with a husband who's gone, it still was not enough 
for for this church uh, any any trouble that we had was because my father was trying to serve god and my mother was trying to pull him back and and at that point i think that's that's pretty much when i kind of started getting into tiff with the church i started becoming vocal because now i was i w- i wanted to protect my mother my father was gone and he would just come once in 3 months for a day and he's gone and she is being taunted by this church and i had to step in at every point and i w- i would pick up fights with um, the people in the church and i would say you cannot say this to my mother you cannot say that uh, things to my uh, family you and then they would just start preaching about our family in the church like they would say oh this brother has gone for ministry but his wife and his children are not cooperating we should uphold his brother in prayer uh, so that kind of stuff was going on and finally after one year they released him they said okay you can you can come back uh, instead of asking him to resign his job i don't know for some reason they said that um, you can go and be in charge of a church it was uh, it was a place called arkivid or remote village uh, in west godavari district which is like 12 hours away in train so they said oh you're going to be in charge of the church because the person who was working in that church at that time he had some some allegations of sexually misbehaving with with his congregation so they kicked him out of the church so my father had to go take over at that church which was still okay because it didn't disturb us he went to every sunday came back so it it didn't matter to us much uh, but all of these things uh, kind of financially drained the family because the church was not supporting any one of these things he's going for training for 6 months to 12 months without pay uh, and his train charges everything that he was doing in order to build the church but not getting compensated for it that was a, that was a financial burden and of course there was an emotional burden because my mother was just broken with all of these things and she used to fall frequently ill and uh, even when like she could be dying tonight on a sunday saturday night but if he had to go to church he had to go to church he would just dump all of us and he would just make a prayer oh i'm uh, i'm going to seek your kingdom first and you know all things will be taken care of so i know that my children will be safe so even if there was a death in the family he would not uh, stay back because his commitment to church was 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 that high and then i moved on to um, to do to to my undergrad so i was i i had this great bitterness against church but i never had uh, any place to share it i had some friends in school and in, in my intermediate but these were not the kind of things that i could talk when i after that when i joined undergrad undergraduate it was a very good college called st francis college i uh, that's where i met a friend called savita and i could start sharing about what is happening uh, in the church and wh- what are all the different difficulties we had and uh, i could just uh, till now i i really knew did not know who i was i always was this um conflict ridden person always fighting the church uh trying to fend for my mother and so i just really didn't know who i was as a person and only after getting in touch with her i i just started to realize uh, 
that there are different ways of looking at life and different religious thoughts because whenever you lived in a christian uh, neighborhoods or a kids christian thing you're so far away from anything that is non christian because we were not supposed to have hindu friends we cannot talk to hindu friends we i still managed to have some friends but not as as much as i w- would wanted to to kind of have um, a let out for what was happening in the church and so so those three years of my bs when i was doing my bsc were like the best years i just didn't care for the church enough i said um, they were doing what they were and i would just go as as needed and not go if i didn't feel like going Uh, but my father kept going because he was gone every sunday so there was really not that much pressure on us to to behave uh, to to monitor us so but finally my father um, at, uh, the year that i finished my bsc he decided that he wanted to take a transfer he, he kept trying every year to move to that small village but every year he would try he would not get a transfer but he actually got a government transfer to move to that village and that just just that move to that village just at a time when academically we were supposed to be somewhere else i i just finished my undergrad one of my younger brothers finished his first year intermediate the the youngest one was getting was just entered 10th grade and we know those were very crucial times academically but nothing mattered for my father he just packed us up and he said we're leaving and then just we left like like it didn't matter our relationships what was happening to us academically i don't even know if he even thought about that his thing was i wanted to go and work in that place full time and i kept trying for it and it just didn't happen or whenever it happened he jumped on it and he took us there and that one year was t- like torture for me i just didn't know where i was what i i just lost control of life i'm from from this vibrant uh, uh, so uh, so uh, college life i was put into this village and i protested I, i i even though he went there to preach in that church and become the pastor of that church i refused to go i said i'm not coming to this church and but slowly after a year the only things during that time that kept me sane probably were the letters that samita used to write to me and i used to read a lot of books any book that i found i read so those were the things that that kept me sane so this was a year and something happened to my father's job in that place he, he his his transfer was a mistake and so they said uh, you have to go back so he could not come back to hyderabad because it was very competitive at that time so he had to come back to a place called kammam so in even though he was waiting to get to this to village to become this full time pastor somehow it didn't work out so he had to come back to hyderabad he had to come back to this place called kammam to start to after a year and that's when i went to kakatiya university to study my masters and staying away after all of what had been through staying away in the hostel by myself in warangal that was the best thing that happened to me because i just didn't have any interference from the church and my uncle's family lived there there was there was the same church there but i just there was no pressure on me 
and i just thought that yes life is back on track it's uh, i was going to study i was going to do well and i'm 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 just going to get away from this church i knew that i had to get away from this church but i didn't know how and uh, my father's younger brother was uh, he was a professor in a medical college there and he was very close to me he was he was a man who cared a lot for us and he knew even though he he also got initiated into the church but he knew where church ended and family started unlike my father for whom church family everything was kind of blended in so uh, i was probably 22 years old and he would just come uh, he would i mean i, I at that time uh, people knew me there and there were like a lot of people coming and asking him okay your brother's daughter is here are they looking for any marriage proposals for her and um, so he would he never dared to ask my dad to see if if he would be inter- interested to get me married off so he would go and talk to my mother hey uh, like they call her udinamma udinamma uh, so are we going to get the girl married off my mom would go and taunt how oh, she's already 22 23 it's time to get married my father would be furious he would like what are you talking about how can she's just 23 what are you talking about about getting married off even if you're getting married off that is not something that we are going to decide and do the church gets to do it brother joe is the one who's going to decide this brother joe happens to be uh, the church elder that i hardly knew so apparently he was supposed to fix my marriage but in any case i myself was not too keen about this marriage i was i was studying and i wanted to go get a career so i was really not interested anything that that was happening uh, so, uh i was not focused at all uh, while this was happening and everything career wise i was i was doing well in my education and i was studying and i i, I had a i was looking forward to going and working and i had to go and do a project work in hyderabad at that time and i established back my connection with savita because now i was close at home and i had freedom to travel back and forth and i was just she would she would get worried about it because she saw how our life was tossed with because of the church she would just keep telling me like how are you going to come out of this church mary i was like i don't know i'm not thinking about that she said oh what about your marriage she would she would be more worried about my marriage than i was i said what do you what are you talking about my marriage savita i'm not i'm not getting married anytime soon so and suddenly one day she said uh, why don't you think about this do you think you want to marry my brother i said what you want me to marry your brother Are you are you out of your mind? Do you know I'm a Telugu Christian? You know what my dad was, and you people are Brahmins, and your brother—I mean, he's the most stuck-up man I have seen. You're just out of your mind. And she just laughed and she said, "Oh, I was just joking. Just you seem to be too caught up with this." In any case, so these were the kind of conversations I had. But as fate would have it, she—I lost her to an accident. She was. 23 years old i was just about to finish my masters to move on to work in hyderabad and her death did it for me because she was the only one who knew what i was going through as a person in the church and when she died it's like a part of me was gone i just didn't know 
who who to look up to how to get out of this mess of this church and her loss was was tremendous for me and fast forward not going to too many details 8 months after within her, her passing i got married to her brother so probably what brought us together could have been a common loss and this had nothing to do with fighting the church or nothing it was just my personal turmoil that brought brought me closer to him and we got married without uh, of course he did everything he came and talked to my parents and there was another talk that i gave a while ago and there was some de- these details are in the talk and probably will upload that in this link here but the church saw it as a big uh, probably i was one of those people that despised the church they saw it that i was walking away from here from their control and i was it, it was a war they took my marriage to a non christian or a hindu as a war against the church and of course for them it was always my mother that they had to blame so the entire church and the relatives because by now my father had enough relatives whom he converted and made part of this church so they kind of taunted her to such an extent that the poor lady could not physically take it she became so sick and she developed an autoimmune disorder even though i got married and went off my my heart was still with my family i just loved them Uh, especially my mother i there was to me she's like she, she's almost like a daughter to me even though the role switched i had to protect her at any cost i knew what the church would do to her and her relatives even though they she helped a lot of relatives i knew that the church the relatives would eat her alive so i would i would even though i got married and went away i every month every week i would come running back home just to, just to be with her and at the same time she also lost her brother um, and once uh, i and suresh were together we kind of took control over of of my younger brothers trying to get them educated and uh, and then we moved to the us and when i moved to the us my brothers moved with me and there was really not much interference from the church because we really didn't have anything to do with the church once i got married and moved out and my brothers also moved out uh, my father was doing his own thing in the church so i thought okay i think we are just we were we are done with this church this this christianity thing was 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 done i think we're we're past this but then when my brothers were getting married again we had the same nonsense because for my father uh, not marrying from some a girl from the church was as good as marrying a hindu girl so for both my brothers marriages my father had had another round of wars because the church wanted to push their agenda but i was uh, we were fighting it back saying that the boys were saying that no we don't want to marry anybody from the church but anyway both my brothers got married and they kind of moved away uh, from the church and for uh, i think the best part of 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 our family was once both my brothers got married and moved to the uh, to the us and we were here and my parents would visit us regularly and they would uh, take care of us and they would it it just didn't look like church was part of anything at all so it, it almost looks like 
we completely washed off our hands of this church influence. And like six months, they would, they would come and stay with me. And But my father had a lot of reservations about uh, how my house was, because when he came in, he could not handle uh, any kind of Hindu symbolisms in my own house. And I was very sensitive about that. So I kind of kept the house careful um, to not give him discomfort. Or even for my mother, I could not give them any discomfort. So both my parents... Uh, when they came here, the house looked like a like a Christian house for all practical purposes. It's not that we had any Christian rituals going on, but there was really no Christian Hindu symbolism. And Suresh was very easy going with this. So, uh, so this was probably, uh, I think what we didn't realize was that my father was still hooked on to the church and it was hard for him to let go. Uh, when he visited here uh, in 2014, probably that was, um, he came to help us with, uh, with with my travel and with my work. He wanted to go meet the church elder. And he said, I wanted to go meet the church elder who lived in Michigan at that time. And we don't know what happened, the, what conspired there. So he went and met the church elder and then they went back. And after three months, they went back to India. And once he went back to India, he, he suddenly decided one day that he wanted to, the church has called him for a full-time ministry again. Like, we ha- I had no clue to even how to handle this. My mother is calling me over the phone and crying. She's saying, dad is all now wanting to go to a full-time ministry again. So someplace in Nalgunda or someplace he wants to go. And uh, I don't know what to do now. And, and then all the past of the church came back again. It's again, this woman need to be protected. So what I thought was over was not over. The nightmare was, was still on. But now I started taking the church head on. I just, I wanted to find out because I left off about this church, but I went ahead and dug in and I wanted to know their operations. I did a lot of work uh, trying to find out about the church. I gathered there a lot of information. There was a lot of uh, mismanagement with funds and there were sexual abuse cases. What else and what not? I mean, and I started this huge blog and a lot of people contributed to that blog and people used to write anonymously about this church. And I started exposing it to such an extent that um, they figured that uh, somebody told me that their income was cut to half because of what I did, because people started walking away from the church after reading this blog, like lakhs and lakhs of people were reading this blog. And they had to put a stop to this somehow because uh, how about how are they going to they had to establish a motive behind uh, why I was doing so much against the church so again they called my father in and they got a confession out of him they asked him why is it that your daughter is so upset about this church and apparently my father told them yeah my daughter is my daughter and my son-in-law are really upset because uh, I was um, we used to travel to U.S. frequently to take care of their children. We were like their servants. Now that uh, we can't go and take care of their children, my daughter and my son-in-law are upset. And that's why they're doing all this. And of course, that was a good, cho- good uh, excuse for them. So now 
we were on all church uh, like again we became the talk of the town for that church i was a hindu terrorist i was an rss agent um, i was what not my husband was a terrorist so they kind of went berserk on us and i said you know what all these years i didn't even think about what religion to follow what ways to follow i just my only motive was to keep my parents comfortable and i have done it at the expense of not finding out the truth for myself nor allowing my children to take on a, a any spiritual path so while while this fight was going on with the church i i had to find out the truth for myself and i called the church elder and the lady told me uh, you think that your dad is uh, the reason you see so much conflict in ch- in your family is because as the bible is saying god jesus came to this world to create war and not to give you peace and uh, your father will be against uh, father father against mother uh, mother against daughter son against father this is very natural this this is what the the true christianity is so here is the bible verse that kind of establishes that so this was the bible verse that was thrown at my face saying that the reason you see so much confusion in your family is because your god uh, your father is truly following god uh, and this war that you see in your family is is what jesus intended on your family because he is a true servant of god that's basically what i was i was told by the church in in any case all of these things that happened made me started to think like i've never really read the bible for what it is i had to go back to the source because all of these confusing messages that i was getting even though i fought the church but i still had a doubt that the church was not really as bad as i thought it was it must have been uh, probably i never really understood the role of god uh, of jesus or whatever it is so i started reading bible one by one and yes the the pattern that i saw was any the, the entire confusion in my family and the alienation that we had from our roots from our culture from our heritage was by a design it was by a design according to the bible and why why is it that my father hated his own background what, what was it that that made him disown his own heritage and here is a bible verse for those of you who are able to see okay let me share the screen so this is what is called as ancestral sin so what was the sin of my ancestors that was passed on to us the sin of worshiping the idols so my father or anybody who becomes a christian is now under the curse of what is called as generational sins generational sins are sins that the 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 person inherits from his forefathers and in case of an indian 
the only sin, the biggest sin was that your forefathers were uh, idol, idol worshippers. So that means you had to somehow disconnect from that heritage. Uh, and you have to disown that heritage and you have to cry, you have to kind of act like the life just started off with you and you had no roots whatsoever. Because if you were to talk anything about have any kind of connection with your with your uh, ancestors or your forefathers or anything like that it is it is as good as you still have connection with that with that devil or satan and things like that so the, this this alienation from family this alienation from culture this alienation from uh, from where we came from was all by the design of of the church or it was not by the design of the church but it was actually driven by the bible verses and it's not just that if you there are there are there are other kinds of sins like sins that you're born with sins that you do like everything so th this image that you are born a sinner and you had to redeem yourself and in order for you to redeem yourself you have to give up your family you have to give up your connection with your past with your forefathers any heritage that you have this was all driven by what is written by in the bible and there are many verses that justify that i'm not just go, i'm not going to go into those details but the reason i share all of these things is we, we were a family that grew up together. It's not that, I mean, some of you might come to a conclusion that I came from, I mean, I, I had a very, very depressed life, but no, we were a very close-knit family. My, my, I took care of my brothers like they were my own sons. My, my brothers were with me for the most part through all of this journey. But once I started speaking against Christianity itself, they could not handle that. They, they they quickly started cutting off relationships. They had to walk away from uh, from anything that had um, like they, they 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 were cautious. They started being cautious. I'm, I cannot really say that uh, they walked away from us. But this kind of uh, breaking up of family into fragments, even when there are gentler relationships uh, you have like there are relationships between grandfather and grandchildren there are relationship between nieces nephews uncles and aunts but all of these things did not matter because when you assume that christian identity that to protect your identity as a christian you could virtually walk away from any other relationship you had and I kept thinking about it and I said, if India as a country is, has people that wanted to convert people into Christianity, remember they didn't have any relationship with the people that they wanted to convert. Their agenda was to have a Christian community. So what is happening in the family? What kind of conflict is happening? They're not cognizant of that. They, they don't even care. It is an agenda. The agenda is for them to to make this to make this world pretty much uh, a Christian world. Okay, but if you if you look back on it and think about it, like what is the purpose of making it a Christian world? Then the economics come in place. Uh, 
my father may have worked for 45 years in a government job and every month 10% of his income went to church many people have the misconception that a lot of money is coming from outside india to to promote evangelist evangelical activities most people are not aware that a lot of money is internally generated that money that is unaccounted for this particular church that my father that my family was part of they have properties all over india in all prime cities in in big places but they they never gave membership to a single person there is no proof even with all the association that my father had with this church my father or we cannot officially accomplish or establish a relationship with that church and how so that means all of the money that we gave to the church is is we have no clue where it went we have no claim on it and this there's, there's no record that we gave this much money even though we know that every single one of us gave so much money so whenever a person like me walks out of this christian fold they see it as a threat because i know way too many secrets i know that i know where the money is coming from what are the the dark past that they have so they in a christian world today i am i'm an enigma there are a lot of people that know me as a christian um, and now when they see me in a different light they're all praying like um, they're all wishing that according to their bible philosophies i should have been perished long time ago because i chose to walk away from church and i chose to disobey god and the reason i chose this is because i was incapable of leaving uh, leading a holy life right because christianity is the only way you can leave lead a holy life so i walked away from that so there are people wishing that something happens to me and they're all waiting because if if their god is true there was really no way for me to have uh, the kind of life i'm having so it is they cannot wrap their minds around the fact that i seem to be having a happy life and of course some of them people that are kinder probably they pray that uh, at some point i get converted back and just uh, be part of their gang to go to heaven but there are others that are just waiting to see my downfall at some point they want to see so that they can make an example of it right they how do i establish that um, a person who walked away from from uh, from christianity is doing it at the expense of destroying her own self and if nothing else happens if even if they don't see me suffer in this world i walked away from this uh, great opportunity to to become part of heaven uh, heaven was just few steps away but i chose to to walk away from it so the christian world i mean right now whenever i upload my videos or when i put some information publicly unrelated uh, people that, that I, i i don't even know these people they're all coming to judge me uh, some some of those comments are very crude uh, some of them are, are are at a level of personal abuse uh, because their god has to be true if their faith is true there is really no way that i can exist the way i am existing so while some are praying that uh, god brings me great punishment there are others 
that are praying that I get back on the track uh, to to become uh, a Christian again. While that is going on, I moved on with my own personal journey of trying to look for answers for my what is the reason for my existence where do i belong in this big scheme of things and a lot of people helped me in this path my my husband has been patient with me to to support me in this journey my brother in law and my my parents in law helped me a lot and i'm part of an organization called ihar they they generously accepted me and i i would be amiss if i don't mention Dr. Shubhratoji, who is who is my mentor, he's and Dr. Dr. Main and these are the people that that gave me a new perspective. I learn a lot of things from them. These are the big brothers I needed when I was going through the rough times that I had gone through in the church. But I'm glad that I found a home in in the Hindu community that has been so generous with with. Uh, generous and they've they've supported and i'm very active in facebook sharing my ideas sharing my views sh- giving insights and um, i've never the kind of abuse that i faced in church even while i was trying to please them uh, was 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 something that i i cannot even mention because it 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 hurts my self respect even to acknowledge those things i'll just give you a few examples my brother who lives in chicago we used to visit him quite often and then he was part of a church i don't even know these people he because he was going to a church just out of respect for him on a christmas morning i just went to the church a lady pulls me aside and she says hey i know i heard that you you married a hindu man and uh, you grieved god so much god is going to bring you great punishment so i i hope you know that you need to be thinking about that and praying i mean like random people who ha- who have no i have no connection with these people could come in, could come and say such things to me i would happily go and take my children to church whenever i was in hyderabad because my parents were going so i didn't have any hang up so i just went and then people would pick on my sons and like oh your name is shreyas your name is neeraj how huh. from become from being john and peter Uh, you from having brothers whose names were john and peter you have sons names shreyas and neeraj what a fall i mean that is the kind of hatred that 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 i was exposed to which was never the case with my with any 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 relationships that my my husband's family side or his friends in the in the hindu community had but still we lived in a delusion that the christian path is the only path that is going to take me to heaven and i was supposed to believe that i had to stay in this path so that my sons my husband also could join me in in heaven and i always joke even in in this world in for this 30 40 years itself i could not put up with you imagine being stuck in heaven with with all of you for eternity but that was it was an exciting it's an exciting journey and i learned a lot of stuff and i made more enemies than friends but it was worth the journey and i think i'm going to stop here and if any of you have any questions i can take those uh, i studied from westley college secunderabad oh okay and uh, we had a uh, three sections and for one section was was, was reserved for only christians 
and i had many friend who used to follow many concept of hinduism like putting the tikka on the forehead and uh, many things they were and they were just putting the half name as christian half name as hindu and uh, i also got the offer for conversion but i did not do i just wanted <laughs> to share because okay. this uh, is westley college you might have heard that was a westley college in secunderabad near paradise correct correct i know that yes so mm-hmm. i have been graduated from there okay see there are certain christian uh, school uh, christian institutions that just changed the god but they kept all the hindu traditions so that that westley church that you call as csi church that was one of them so you would not uh, you would you would not even know that they were not uh, hindus because they followed every ritual like but this particular church that my father was part of was it was it was an evangelical church so they fought the hindu symbolism they had to completely destroy it yes sir i'm prithvi here yes sir ma'am first of all uh, it's been a great pleasure listening to you i follow you regularly regularly on facebook i rarely log into facebook and whenever i log into facebook i just go to your page to see what is up uh thank you your journey has been like very inspirational thank uh, you thank you kind of, uh, got to you from karunakar sugunagaru okay paul esther esther johnson okay uh, my my question is for one christian to come out of this thing it requires so much of like say effort everything but going into it is so easy and that i see like thousands of thousands are joining in so for every person to come out is such a monumental effort but the going is so easy so when it when this is the case uh, is it kind of a lost cause to to get people back is what you're saying get it is very back. it is very hard it is extremely hard for people to come back come out of christianity because there of what what happens is once you become a christian you kind of cut off relationship with the external world so the world outside is alien to you you don't know how to relate and you not only that you start antagonizing every relationship that you had before this so even if you even if you have some trouble and you want to go back you don't know where to start off at at what point will you enter the mainstream society for my case it was easy because uh, my husband they were they were hindu so i i kind of knew where i belonged in the big scheme of things but that's an that the fear of where do i get where do i get started back again is is, is i think that is the biggest trouble mary ji thank you so much this was uh, this was one of my probably one of the first uh, talks i've heard about uh, you know what we call ghar wapsi really um but uh, want to congratulate you for your fight and also your uh, personal sacrifice you and your husband your children i mean it's not a not a easy journey for sure it's mentally draining i congratulate you f- for for all that thank um, you so much one question i have really i mean it's an observation plus uh, i hope you can answer it uh, in some detail well not in detail mm-hmm. but some understanding um over a period of time you know i've read read books i mean starting from the greeks and even the the britishers when they came one of your comments you know when you go to the church you said that when you were younger they said that they would say oh they don't worship idols this that and also for some reason mm-hmm. uh, they keep on bringing the brahmin community you know in yes. the church also mm-hmm. those brahmins are this the brahmins are that you know 
it's, it's, it seems to be a very common theme, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so do you have any comment? Even Macaulay said that. So many people have said that before. Keep this community away, right? So even you said that when you went to the church, oh, that used to happen. I'm just curious. Is there a reason behind it for this particular abuse? I'm thinking it's because these are, those are the only ones that had uh, a full understanding of what the religion cult entails and also the way of preserving it. Because others probably did not have a way of uh, preserving it with with books and literature and things like that. Maybe they only had oral cultures and oral traditions, but not much of... Uh, the textual evidence of how to how to protect it. So probably that's why they wanted to uh, antagonize that community. Uh, it was a very inspiring talk and thanks for sharing your story. Uh, but I was uh, keen to know how you, uh, you said that until 2014, you didn't really have uh, anything, uh, any Hindu symbols in your house, right? So uh-huh. I would love to see the. We'd love to know more about how you started becoming, uh, started practicing Hindu rituals, and uh, what was the motivation for that, and how did you do that? See, uh, the thing was there are two things to it, right? One is not having Hindu symbolisms doesn't mean that I didn't have any knowledge of Hinduism, but it was even though I knew all the traditions to to make a public of that was the trouble because if I made public of my Hindu identity, that is going to alienate my parents from me. So, I mean, I knew uh, Suresh used to have his idols and like have worship and the kids, the boys always went to temple. But but whenever they came in, I I, I mean, probably the, the... it, it's really not that I was not influenced by Hinduism at all until 2014, but publicly acknowledging that I'm I'm now wanting to embrace this Hindu identity happened only after 2014. I have a question, Mary G. So uh, having been raised in an entire background of uh, sort of hating idol worship and all, how do you deal with Murti Puja now? Are you comfortable? Are you agnostic? See, for me too, uh, probably it took me some time. Rationally, I knew that there was nothing wrong with this, right? That's the way you connect to divinity and all those things. But there was a lurking fear. Uh, For instance, I mean, uh, it's kind of silly to even acknowledge this, but if I'm going to a temple and I would say, oh my God, what happens if if something happens to us and some accident might happen? God might, I mean, so there was, there is this, there is this idea of Christian God trying to watch you all, all the time, trying to catch you doing something wrong. So I'm, it almost like I'm sneakily trying to get out of this Christian God and go to a, to a Hindu temple. So something might happen to me, right? So that was a very irrational f- uh, fear, but that fear was very real. And it took me a lot of time to get out of that. You had a very difficult and tough time. I hope your future is really much more pleasant. Maybe you have taken a decision what to do and what not to do. Okay, but tell me, uh, what exactly drives these people to convert others to their way of thinking? I mean, you've got uh, Protestant, Catholic, you use the word evangelist. 
Now what exactly is driving these people to convert people and keep them in that? What is the fifth clock? See, a, a Christian genuinely believes that if if you're not a Christian or if you don't uh, come into this fold, you're going to go to hell. Okay, but uh, this is there are. Let's like, think about it like this. Okay, the foot soldiers are the people that are inspired by this. They are they're completely bought into this ideology. But the people who actually make the agenda, the top people, they know that all of this is. None of this is true. They're doing it just for money. But the ones that have got converted into it and they are trying to propagate Christianity, they believe with their whole being that um, their relatives are going to go to hell. So, and they feel this burden to save them from that. They don't, they don't think it is a, as an agenda. The foot soldiers are never aware of the bigger picture at all. Yes, so yeah, this is Sri Ram. Actually, we are friends on Facebook. Okay, so I wanted to know. See, I have heard your uh, talks and everything. So mm-hmm. anyway, I have a lot of questions, but I'll just ask you one question. See, in one of your talks, you said that you liked Advaita Vedanta a lot. Mm-hmm. So from Christianity to Advaita Vedanta, I mean mm-hmm. that's a very big jump, according to me. So, how did you get into it? If you can give a brief answer, I would be happy. That that is prob that is because of uh, what my uh, the, the my husband and my brother in law and reading books and, and that's how I got introduced to it. See, another big thing for uh, for me that was the big turning point was not having uh, the feminine deity. That that is something that fascinated me in in Hinduism. Because in Christianity, the the demonizing of the women is is at a different level, and uh, it's very subtle, but it's it's there. The the women are seen as I mean, if if, if like I said, I I narrated so much about my mother, so my mother is that representation of the woman who is who is the reason for the downfall of the man. So I have seen that. Uh, there is there is always this antagonizing of women that happen in in many subtle ways, and uh, so so it it extended. So God, who is a male figure according to Bible, I had to just move on to seeing God in a f- feminine form, and from there formless and things like that. Jai Shri Ram, Mary God. Jai Shri Ram, Andi. Bonara. Uh, I have a you know very quick question. Uh, people who come out of uh, Christianity or from out uh, out of a particular church in particular, mm-hmm. um, they are seen as threat, no doubt. But mm-hmm. will they not you know attack or will they not you know is there an, uh, no procedure like you know throwing fatwa you know to attack them or to you know do some harm to them in Christianity? Uh, see that doesn't happen. as much uh, what really happens is uh, in at, from my example at least if you see i came out of christianity from this particular church but my parents were still part of that church right and uh, they they were they're shamed endlessly but they ha- they don't have the courage to walk out of there uh, the shaming is is like for instance 
they, they, this, my parents kept the relationship with me intact, especially my mother. But whenever they went to church, they, they kind of had to be apologetic about keeping up with me still. And that pressure at some point, uh, you succumb to it. Because if you're too attached to your family, you say, okay, that's okay, let me go back to the church. So there is there is more of an emotional pressure than the physical hurting, the threat of physically hurting people. There are more mind games played than physically threatening to hurt people. Uh, I my question was more related to what attracts people to Christianity at the time of conversion. I mean, a lot of times we see that there are allurements. But uh, one of the things which goes in my mind is that it is more than the allurement. It is also the simplicity of the message of salvation that you just join and you have a road to heaven and things like that. Is that one thing which attracts people because the message is very simple uh, uh, for people to understand and follow? Yeah, see, one is simplicity. And generally, if you see... uh, the 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 feeling of belonging to a group is is also very strong when you get converted into christianity uh, you you just you just get this feeling that you you're part of a bigger group and there is a group watching you there is a there is a group that is uh, that you can count on and 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 that kind of stuff too so the moment you enter into a church, it's like you, it, it acts like everybody in the church has been waiting for you to show up, right? It's the welcoming, the, uh, they, they would uh, check on you, they would feed you if, you, if you're hungry, they would, uh, I mean, it's a different level. It's, I don't think many of us even can match 10% of what they do. What's the role of uh, the, uh, Maybe one or two more questions. What's the role of the Hindu society in the caste system in in convergence to Christianity, if you have any opinion on that? Uh, These are questions coming from other people. So on Okay, okay. okay. See, whenever you talk about... the, The caste system is the boogeyman that Christianity has used for conversion all the time right like for for instance what i said was uh, my father always uh, felt like the reason he got converted into christianity because he was he was not uh, he was not treated well by some caste that is above him and that's why he uh, he had to find god somewhere else but in reality that is really not the case these are families that really never had any spiritual tradition to begin with and that's why it is so easy to to convert them. But while they make you believe that uh, because in the, because of their particular caste they could not get entry into temples, that's why they went and started looking of all times. There's not one Christian who tells you who who has gone through that journey to become a Christian. It's not like he wanted to find God and he went to temple and they denied him and that's why he went to church. Uh, that's where he found God. No, no person has gone looking for God and knocked on church and found God there. They came look. They came knocking on his door, and then of course once you become 
a Christian to explain uh, this, there is there is a culture called giving testimony, right? You have to tell why you you became a Christian, and these stories get generated at that point. Very interesting. What's your opinion on Jesus? Isn't he the one you're supposed to be following as a Christian? That's yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have an opinion on Jesus and teachings? I guess that's the question. So if you talk, if you talk about Jesus, there are there are three things that um, if you if you want to accept Jesus as the God, there are three things, right? You have to believe in virgin birth. And you have, he died because of whatever social reasons, but he died for your sins. And then you, he raised again from the dead. These are the three things. These are scientifically not viable. Any uh, probably uh, dying on the cross and changing that, that's a different thing. But born of a virgin and then being risen from the dead, these are, this is just 2000 years ago. This is not long ago, right? So these are the two things that 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 are very hard to believe, uh, or are they're not rational in 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 thinking? Uh, I mean, those are not ra- anything scientific. But the best part is, while Christians believe in these kinds of uh, stories and uh, fiction, they are always trying to say that Hinduism is all about superstition, but is is believing that a child is born of a virgin not superstition so the personality of they may have been a historical uh, figure called jesus i mean he, they, they, i'm pretty sure that i i don't think i will deny that there is a person called jesus uh, ever existed in the history i don't think uh, that is that is something that uh, we cannot establish but all of these other stories of how we came about and all those things, those are all just stories. So there's one probably last question. As per Bible, the kingdom of God is meant for 144,000 Jews. Then why do you go after non-Jews? I don't know the theology, but just put it out here. That, that is the biggest thing, right? Nowhere in the Bible, if you look at the entire Bible, right? Nowhere in the Bible you will see that this God is the God of the entire humanity or entire uh, universe or anything this god is god of israel and he says it several times even jesus himself said that i came to save the lost in the israelites and uh, it is uh, later saint paul is the one who kind of extended this message so they all of these christians today believe that they have now become and become the cho- chosen israelites Okay, one last point. Why do so many Brahmins convert to Christianity? Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, Probably it is, um, like I said, uh, maybe it's because of a certain regimented way people follow, uh, especially if you're a Brahmin, then you have a lot more rules than others, isn't it? So probably there are some people that are disgruntled with that. And they are the ones that are that are moving away. But do you think a lot of Brahmins? I don't believe that there are a lot of Brahmins, but enough. And remember, if a Brahmin if anybody like from those backgrounds converted, they may have been the dumbest people in in this in this rung, but they would be the smartest people when you enter the church. You get so much limelight. 
you are the star so you have a strong will and reason to get converted to hinduism okay many mm. hindus who got converted to christianity because of various factors now most of them are feeling frustration such people who are feeling frustrated there how can they get back to hinduism what kind of strong will they should have what kind of driving force they must have well how do you advise them to get back to hinduism see a lot of people that are frustrated with uh, christianity i don't think they're logically trying to convert into hinduism it's they want to get out of christianity that's fine but but here is another thing that i have seen people who walked away from christianity are caught in a different kind of mess they they got out of christianity because it was too rigid too many rules and things like that so when they walk out of christianity they actually embrace a of a, a life where there are no rules and um, the sudden freedom of no fear of god because till yesterday they were they were afraid that they will be thrown to hell but now when you walk away and deny that christian path you're not afraid of hell or heaven anymore so you're just living what is uh, a very uh, i i don't want to say immoral life but it alludes to that extent right so coming out of christianity is one thing but finding hinduism as an alternative is a totally different thing and for that you have to have somebody who guides you a friend uh, uh, somebody has to guide you i don't think every everybody who walks out of christianity is logically to come uh, has a logical path to walk into hinduism 